What's up, Conroe? Welcome to a brand new edition of Nerd Thug Sports. We're hanging out here on 104.5, 106.1, the sister stations. And we're streaming worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. Uh, we're just hanging out here on this uh, Thursday, this cool, brisk, chilly Thursday. It's almost like it's December or something. It is. Uh, it is. It's what I call a Texas winter. Mm. It's Texas winter here. It lasts like a month. Yeah, it'll last like eh, like seven weeks. Yeah, mid January it'll be ninety two again. Mm-hmm. Someone will have like a heat issue. Uh, anyway, we're hanging out here on one four point five one six point one. We're streaming worldwide at ironlonestar dot com. Uh, make sure to check out facebook.com backslash nerd thug radio. That's where all the magic happens. Then boudoir photos are coming. You keep saying. You know you're right. I, I that's it. You know what? You know what I'm getting myself for Christmas? An appointment with the photographer. Okay. Photographer. Photographer. We're going to take some, some snippety pickets. You know what I mean? <laughs> some snippety pickets. Um, so, it's been it's been a little bit since anybody heard from me. We were off Sunday because I was dying. Uh, I'm still alive. A little, so. little, little case of the death disease. Little, it's okay. A little case of the near-death-itis. Um, so, there's an interesting thing that happened last night with the Rockets, though. What happened? Okay. So James Harden, um, he, this is weird. So it's in the San Antonio Spurs, and it goes as a loss for the game on Wednesday. Okay, mm-hmm. for the game last night, and technically it's a loss. Um, more than likely though, the Rockets are going to protest, and the NBA has a really weird protest rule. So what they're going to protest is they feel like they should just be given the win outright because they scored more points. Um, oh wait, they lost with more points. They didn't lose with more points, but they did. So okay, here's here's what happened. The game finished one thirty five, one thirty three. Mm-hmm. However, at the seven fifty mark left in the fourth quarter, James Harden dunked a ball so hard that it rolled through the bottom of the net, stayed with the net, and rolled back up the net and out of the basket. And it did it so fast that the referees thought he missed the dunk. Oh, while everyone's together, here's where here's where the NBA gets stupid. You have 30 seconds to ask the referees to review a rule, a review, a ruling like that. And the 30 seconds when Mike D'Antoni was trying to find out why they weren't scoring the basket. Mm -hmm. The 30 seconds expired, so he didn't get to review it right there on the spot. Oh, my gosh. So stupidity steps in. Uh, However, upon further replays, it's 100 percent a dunk. It is. Absolutely a dunk. And from that point on, the Rockets outscore the Spurs. Right. So the Rockets are more than likely going to file a protest. They kind of have to in order to make it happen, but they do think the league's going to say something anyway. But if they don't file the protest, the league doesn't have to do anything, so they're going to file. Right. Here's what the NBA's rule is on stuff like this. Oh, here it comes. A replay. What? So they will get the teams back together at a later date. Here are the rules for this. This is what's crazy. What? They will put whatever time is supposed to be on the clock. So in this instance, 7 minutes and 50 seconds. They will put the scores back up. They will set the foul counts. And then they will just say, do it again. Do it again. If you made trades since then, the trades are valid. The new guys count. The old guys who were traded away are no longer valid. They don't count. But their points don't come off the board. Yo, this is kind of fun. It's weird. The last time this happened, there's been six replays in NBA history. This is what I was looking up before there's we came on. There's only been six? There's been six. 
before this likely one that probably will happen. Um, the last one was when the Atlanta Hawks played the Miami Heat. It was a couple years back, and it was still Shaq and Dwayne Wade in Miami. Okay. Uh, they were playing the Hawks, and Shaq fouled out with 51 seconds left. However, uh, actually, what um, happened actually. was it was a foul that was incorrectly marked on Shaquille O'Neal. That should have been marked on Udonis Uthaslam. So, Shaquille O'Neal was incorrectly found out for the last 51 seconds of the game. So, actually, they had to come back and replay it. <laughs> nice. They came back and played it, like, months later, because that was the next time the two were scheduled to, to play. Mm-hmm. Here's the best part about all of that. He fouls out anyways, and they lose. Better than that. Oh, dang it. The guy central to all of this, Shaquille O'Neal, the reason they're having the replay. Traded away. <laughs> traded, away to, <laughs> traded away to the Phoenix Suns. Nice. As part of the trade, Sean Marion comes over. To the Atlanta Hawks or to the to the Miami Heat from the Suns. Because of the way the rules are set up on these replays, the stats are go back and are added to the the date of the game originally. And the Suns were playing that night somewhere else. So now Sean Marion in the stat book played in two cities at the same time. Nice. On the same day. That's so dumb. I love it. Why does that... Like, there's not a separate category for replays? They're like, nah. No, it's not even like an extra... No, no. Same day. Just, they, he's, just they got, added, he's just got more stats for the same day. And they take your old stats and they integrate them into the other one, too. Wow. So, like, so like if you were keeping an eye on, like, the Heat uh, Hawks game, that, that particular, and then they swap Shaq and Marion. Like, let's say in that game Shaq had three rebounds, but Marion had five. So now he's got eight. You'll see the rebound total. No, 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 no. They don't combine them. You just see oh. the rebound total move up two. Oh, so it even just though there up. aren't two more rebounds anywhere in the game, Sean Marion's stats from the Suns game now count towards the Heat game. That's so dumb. And any extra stats he gets count towards everything. It's <laughs> so stupid. I love this. So it's happened six times in the NBA. Yeah, I can see why. Like this is such like sports is such a record keeping thing. Oh yes, like, absolutely. But like this just seems silly. Like, like why do they count? <laughs> like why why is this not like a side note or like a there was a replay that happened? Be- I think because then you're you're almost admitting that the league is like manipulating everything. So like it's just easier to say this is a continuation from the other date. I guess, but like at that point, you're like, you're like, but where did these rebounds come from that don't exist? But because they carried over, because a new guy entered the fray, right? Like a Smash Bros. character after you find a match. Also, Atlanta Hawks won that game without scoring a single field goal. Free throws in the last 51 seconds, one easy. Scored zero field goals in the extra 51 seconds. You don't need to do that. Yeah, scoring baskets. That's for suckers. Free throws. Free throws. Yeah, so that's why they call them free throws. That's why they free. Yeah, so I they they want to they would sit down and from the seven fifty mark they would replay this Rockets Spurs game. And it's funny because like from the seven like from at least it's a little bit like in the other example you gave they literally got together to play fifty one seconds of basketball. Yeah, well it's relevant. I think they were only like five points apart. I mean, I'm not saying it's like the time isn't relevant. Like it'd be different. It's like I want to protest this last three seconds. Yeah. I want to make one more shot. 
Well, but I mean, so what's the right remedy, though? I mean, you're not wrong, but that's the problem, right? So, like in the NFL, let's 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 take the uh, the NFC Championship game last year. Oh yeah, with the that's biggest pass interference call in the history of the NFL, just everyone just ignored. No one, no one, no one, no one called I. it. Now you and I have we've been doing this still long enough. You know my position on that, where I said they, they lost the game a million. Yeah. They might have still won if they'd have called it, but they lost the game a million other ways too. Right. That that just was a bad game. Also, last I feel like last year the officiating was really bad. I feel like there was a lot of calls this year. A lot I, of this year, it hasn't gotten any better. Um, I mean, uh, so la- this week, um, uh, there were two different pass interference opportunities that went opposite ways, completely. Nice in the Chiefs Oakland game. Uh, Patrick Mahone throws his third interception of the season. Good job, because he's crushing it. Um, Some guys do that in a quarter. Some guys he, do that. He, he probably now he did miss I think five games. I think five. But well, I mean, it's because he was injured. That's but you're, but still three interceptions. I mean, oh. So anyway, Again, some people can do that in one game. Some people can do a lot more than that one game. Uh, so he throws his third interception total for the whole year. Um, they go to re- so all turnovers are reviewed. Yeah. Okay. In the review of the turnover. The referees come out and call pass interference on the Raiders defender. Give the ball back to the Chiefs at the one-yard line. What? In the review of the interception, the referee rules pass interference. And it's not... What? It's not a great... Like, he he mugs them a little bit, but it's not... It's not an NFC Championship game. It's not that bad. Are you... What? So, flip... To this is the afternoon game. There's only three afternoon games. So the NFL scheduling works. There's a Thursday night game. There's like six day games Sunday. There's like four afternoon games Sunday afternoon. There's a Sunday night game and a Monday night game. Okay. Yeah. So there's only most of the country is watching one to three. There's only a couple options in the afternoon game. Right. So the Chiefs Raiders thing was the afternoon game. A lot of people had to have seen that a lot. Oh my gosh! So then, I could not imagine interception, and they're like pass interference. So John Gruden, will, what? Well, at this press conference, he goes, "I guess it was overturned by the Wizard of Oz." He was like, "I don't even know, I don't even know who called that. Like, I don't even know. <laughs> there wasn't even a flag on the field for it." Right. So then the Seahawks were playing, and there's a, uh, oh, I don't even remember who they were playing against, and they they get an interception, and. The replay clearly shows pass interference. Now, it's not an NFC Championship game bad, but it's, if we're going by degrees, it's like three degrees worse than the Raiders one. Mm-hmm. It's not good. It's it's beyond good defense. It is pass interference. Right. And it's an interception. The interception not only stands, but they don't even, like, say anything. And you're talking about in the span of, like, two games. Say, like, within a day of each other. Uh... It really be like that sometimes. <laughs> it really does. And so there's a massive problem in the NFL right now with officiating, I think. I feel like there's a huge issue with... Like, consistency is really the main issue. Well, they've been... Okay, here's where... This is what's so bizarrely unfair about it. They've been incredibly consistent that they're not going to overturn any of these pass interference calls. 
the challenges on this, I think the number is something like 80%, 90%. Yeah, have, they're, have, con- they're consistent on people saying we are on just denying people the ability to fight them, basically. Yeah, if they call it on the field, you can't get it overturned. If they didn't call it on the field, you won't get it overturned. But here this weekend, there were two overturned ones that I had never seen them do before. I had never seen. I had never seen the one where on the field without anyone even calling go, pass interference. No one called it. No one said. How are you going to go from no flags with an interception to? Pass interference, interference, ball on the one-yard line for the Chiefs. God, I would have felt so robbed. I feel robbed, and I don't even care about that team. The the beauty of it is, is like, it's John Gruden and the Raiders, so it just kind of keeps adding to it. Right. Like, it all just adds to it. So when Colin Kaepernick was doing his thing, there was a lot of people on Twitter who were like, oh, he's just being a drama queen. And I was like, honestly, I wouldn't trust the NFL if I was Colin Kaepernick. And and some people were like, oh, that's so shady, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, well, the old owner of the Raiders, Al Davis, before he passed away, he'd sued the league three times. He'd won once, and he died believing the league had screwed him over like two times. So Because he won the other time that they screwed him over. <laughs> well, and he honestly believed, like, there was a – he – if you watch the 30 for 30 where they talk about the two quarterbacks, mm-hmm. the John Elway uh, – uh, it's the eighty. It's the eighty something draft where uh, John Elway goes one, and he doesn't want to go. He doesn't want to go wherever it is that, that's going to take him. So he winds up going. He winds up in Denver when it's all said and done. Oh, Indianapolis. He doesn't want to go to Indianapolis. Oh, okay. And so there's this. There's uh, there's five quarterbacks taken in the whole thing, and he goes all the way. It's Dan Marino at the end. Mm-hmm. And you know they're talking about all these different guys, and in the middle of that. The Raiders had the capital to trade for John Elway. And the Baltimore people say that they got a call from, that they called into the league that they wanted to do the trade, and they got a call back from the league asking if they were sure. And the Baltimore GM's like, the league has never once asked me if I was sure before. What? So, yeah, the Raiders have definitely been hosed once or twice. It's a plot. It's a ploy. It's because they don't have a real stadium. Well, they're not going to get one anytime. Actually, they're going to be in Vegas, I think. That's something else that hasn't really gotten worked out yet. They don't have have the deal yet from the NFL to go to Vegas. They're building a stadium. Better hope they're going there. (coughs) That's a lot of money you're not using. It's going to be really interesting to me what happens. I think they've tentatively – I think the owners have tentatively, like, voted, like, we're willing to look at proposals type thing. But it's real interesting to me. Like, if the stadium opens and the, and the Raiders are like, well, okay, we're going and we're selling tickets, do what you want to do, NFL. Like, what's going to – there's no mechanism in place to deal with that. But is there and we just don't know it? No. I mean, it's almost like the NCAA. So the NCAA is a part of college sports, but it doesn't have the ability like, – Yeah, it doesn't, have like an, it doesn't have like an executive power over anything. Right. Like, and so the in, they're all they're members like, of don't the – Don't you do it. Exactly. So they're all members of the NFL – but if Oakland, like, if the Raiders went to Vegas, how would they? What would they? What would they well, sue them? What, right. Yeah. I mean, they, they wouldn't. They wouldn't be able to stop them, short of a lawsuit from going. That's fair. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's just more just weird shenanigans. Man, can't trust the NFL, man. Well, you can't. The officiating is really what I was intrigued by there because, like, so going back to the NBA part of all this, mm-hmm. the rule is you have to ask for the replay within thirty seconds. The quote Dumb from rule. Dan Tony in the ESPN article I was reading essentially was saying 
he was trying to figure out exactly what happened, and then they told him it's been too long, you can't review it. So if I walk up to you with 22 seconds, and I say, hey, what was that? I think I want to review it. I don't think I need to ask nine more questions before I say I want, you know what I mean? Like Right. Like, I feel like as soon as something happens and they don't go points on the board, you go, I want review. Yeah, like, can now. We, let's review this, this right here. Now. Yeah. Wildly waving my arm in the air, even though all everyone else right around me is like eight feet tall. But you know what's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you would be the only person, though, that would look normal with, though, because you're long arms. Yeah, like, my if arms. I did it, <laughs> if I did it, no one would even see me. Right. Uh, but no, I, I just think it's it's uh, it's a weird rule, but I think it's the most logistically fair way to solve dispute. I mean, yeah. Although it kind of plays with the idea that there's 82 games, though. Like, because 82 is kind of a lot, and every game can't be that important. But apparently, they're willing to get together and play 51 seconds, so they are that important. Well, I mean, it, it matters when you're trying to, like... It well, see, but baseball you will do it where if you, like, if 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 it's important, we'll, like, so like a rain delay game. Uh-huh. So, okay, 162 games. It's, uh, two teams are playing. It's a rain delay they they it's a doubleheader they play the first one they don't play the second baseball will say if at the end of the season either one of you need the game you'll replay it but if they don't need the game they just they leave it alone well yeah cuz there's 3 million of them so, yeah but like if they're both 10 games back they're just like man eh, don't worry about it but the nba if they if they follow the protest they will play that game oh yeah well i feel like the games like yes there are there are 82 games and it's a very long season like, uh, compared to something like, say, football, but I feel like those games are still important, like, especially in the early rounds, because we're still kind of in, like, almost, like, what, like that, almost a halfway point. Yeah, uh, so the trade deadline is about 50 games, so it's a little over half, So and that's middle February. So we are probably f- just finishing first third. We're probably 30 games in. Yeah, so, I mean, one out of 30 doesn't sound that important, but, again, you're going to take it like a percentage thing, like, well, yeah, one well, one out of eighty two versus like one of one hundred and sixty two. Right, it's, well, that game is literally worth half as <laughs> well, every other game. And I think because they're conference rivals, uh, it's going to be a yeah, little bit more important. And uh, your pride's still on the line. I feel like, and especially on something like that, where you know they cl- they clearly won the game, but because of a stupid rule, they yeah. Lost and I'm it. not sure what they mean by that because I'm reading it there, and they're, they lost by two, so the dunk would tie them. But it says at the top of the story that. They scored more points? I don't... Maybe that's just bad reporting. <laughs> Hang on. The Rockets contend that they should either be awarded the win because they actually outscored the Spurs in regulation or the final 7 minutes 50 seconds of the game be replayed at a later date. It's not likely the league will just award a win, though. Yeah, probably not. Because that just means that they were wrong and they're not going to do that. They're going to do. They're gonna jump through all the extra hoops and be like, do it again. Yeah, that's just... It's weird to me uh, that the other leagues don't have a mechanism for this, though. Um, like baseball, I, if you I, get I, to the sixth inning or whatever, they just call the game. And so, like, you'll see, like, umpire standing in, like, pouring rain. And they're like, well, it's not raining yet. Let's get one more out. Let's do it. Let's get to the sixth. So they can just call the game. Uh, because otherwise, they do have to come back and reset and finish. Right. And I feel like I feel like football is so – it's it has so much money in it that I feel like – to do a replay would be just too expensive. What if they did it from right there on the spot? Uh, I think it moves too slow. You, 
So, like, okay, so in this instance, let's say this was football somehow. Instead of, let's say it's the pass interference call, uh-huh. and there's five minutes of football left. And two minutes into the five minutes of football, buzzer comes down and says, hey, 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 we got we to gotta go back. Set it back up. Saints on the 15-yard line, first and goal. Or Saints on the 7-yard line, first and goal. Call the pass interference. We're going to go from there, five minutes to play. Do it. I don't know. It's hard to say because it is it is using the same logic, and if you're going to do that, it's the same. A, a football game is worth more. Ah, man, that's rough. I don't know. Because, like, I'm curious to see what the fa- once the If the fans didn't explode the first time, then you could do it every time. Yeah. Like, if the fans didn't lose their mind the first time it happened, then you could do it every time. Now, the game was in the Superdome. So, I got to think New Orleans would have been okay with a reset there. Yeah. I don't know. I I'm, It kind of just feels like it's very anti-football. Yeah, because, I mean, they're always like, keep going. They're very... Next man up. No one gets... You know what right, I mean? Right, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, it just feels very anti... Like, the idea of, okay, well, we'll just try it again. But we do... They do do that. They have offsetting penalties and stuff of that nature, but it's right there on the spot. Yeah, it's like immediate. It's not yeah. like they're like, all right, running back. Especially because after, because I know sometimes that like before they'll they'll make another play, they'll be like, oh, that last play was like something yeah. wrong on last play, so they'll stop it. But if like if something happens and then they line up and go again, like, yeah, they quick, it. then it's yeah. all over. It's like oh, next play's already down. So it's, so like I'm more okay with that one because it keeps the game flowing, so it doesn't interrupt like the momentum of sports. But this was one of those things that wasn't reviewable at the time under those rules. Oh, the pass interference? Yeah. If you remember last year, th- uh, they had re- to change the rule. So... It doesn't matter. They're not changing it anyways. They're not changing They really aren't. But... They're like, you changed it? I'm going to say no every time. Honestly, I, I genuinely believe that the... Like, like the, times they, the, the times that they let it through, it's so obvious that it hurts, and they're like, we can't. <laughs> I, think, I think they sat down with, like... The league set with the umpires at the beginning of the year to go over stuff, and they were just like, "We changed this rule." Arr, no, we didn't. And like, they're like, "You can still say no, though." Yeah, just say, "Don't worry about it." Or like when they get on the headphones, right. the guys like, "We're not doing this." F those guys. Like I, I <laughs> the, guy, the guy just radios look busy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just uh, I'm gonna send you a YouTube clip I just saw. Just watch it a couple times. Don't laugh though; it's real funny. <laughs> like I don't like I don't know. I don't yeah, know. and then he's like, "I didn't see anything," and then they're like. What? <laughs> the guy's face mask is like behind him. Right, yeah. Yeah. So the Oakland Raiders literally they lost an interception in the end zone. First of all, to get a turnover in the in the end zone is huge. S- steals points from the other team. Oh yeah. Then they give the ball back, put it on the one. Like it's just a slap in the face. And not even have a penalty on the field called. Right. Yeah, it went from it went from all right, yeah, they're gonna they're gonna review those. Clearly, we got it. And then they're like, it was pass interference. And like, there wasn't even a flag. Yeah, that wasn't even an option a minute ago. Um, no. Chiefs ball, one yard line. I would have pitched a fit. I would have been so angry. I I don't like. What do you do? The reason I could never be a head coach is if something like that had happened, where like there were no I would have lost down, my mind. I would have walked off the field. I would have taken my team off the field. We wouldn't have finished the game. Air. Air dead field for the next 20 minutes. Seacrest out. Like, I'm not doing it. I'm not going to get out here and put a product on the field when you guys are going to hose me like that. Not even a little bit interested. 
Me and the boys are going back in the locker room. We're going <laughs> to open up a case. We're going to have some cold ones. We're not doing it. We're not even interested in it. Oh, man. Imagine that. That's exactly what if I was If I was John Gruden and they are reviewing an interception and they come back with a pass interference call and give the ball back on the one-yard line to the Chiefs. I walk away. <laughs> I walk off the field at that point. At that point, I walk off the field. I honor all my like time obligations and all my interview requests and all that. But my team goes in the locker room. I don't even quite. Okay, everybody, come on back. Let's go. We're going in the locker room, guys. We're done. We're done. We're done here. We're, We're done. no longer playing this game because it was clearly not a game we could play. Right, because when you're reviewing a turnover, I've never heard. Yeah. Like, I've never even heard of the instance of reviewing a turnover and then coming out with a penalty instead of the review. Now, I've seen where they threw a flag on something. And then something else happens, and then on the review, the something else goes away, so they go back to the penalty. Yeah. I've seen that. There was like a roughing the passer one time, um, and then they thought that it wasn't a fumble, but then it turns out it was a fumble, and they go, okay, well, the fumble doesn't matter because of the roughing the passer stuff. Right. So that makes sense, because on the field, they were like, this happened and that happened. Okay, now this doesn't count. Okay, this is what matters then. Right. But But in the other one... Nothing. Nothing was said about a pass interference call. Right. Nothing about a pass interference call. And on top call. of that, it was the Tony Romo game. And Tony Romo's like, I actually don't think he was trying to throw to Robinson. I think he was trying to throw to Tyreek Hill. And he points out that the other guy's route, like the other guy just doesn't finish his route at the ball. Mm-hmm. So, like, the, it wasn't even to these two guys. So, like, the whole thing, like, it's just a, it's a, if I walk off the field, if I'm John Gruden, I walk off the field. I take my team and we go inside. And I just tell the referees, I say, listen, I'm not mad at anybody. You guys got a job to do. Whatever they said in, the, in your headsets, whatever they said. You don't have to tell me anything. You don't owe me anything. Not doing it. Not doing it. Not gonna, I'm not going to put my guys out here so we can kill ourselves so you guys can just keep doing this. We're not doing it. Nope. Not even a little bit interested in that. Oh, man. I'm waiting for the day that happens. I don't know. I, what are you – if you are – if you're the Raiders at that point, and I am not a Raiders fan, but if you're the Raiders, what are you supposed to do at that point? They're reviewing if it's a catch or not a catch for an interception, which, by the way, the guy is standing. Never even goes to the ground. Got him. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> and then they turn around and they go, oh, yeah, no, it's a catch. It's an interception. However, it was off of pass interference, so it doesn't count. Ball on the one-yard line. Chiefs ball. We had it, boys. We were there. We was kings. <laughs> I, I mean, and they're down like 30 points at this point. Like, the whole setting of it was just like rubbing the Raiders faces in like yeah it's just it's such a mess all right speaking of messes we're gonna jump out to a break when we come back we got more nerd thug sports coming your way I'm just in shock <laughs> The Adventure Begins Comics, Games, and More is open on 1488 at 525 Woodland Square Boulevard. With comics, games, and everything nerd-related, The Adventure Begins is the one-stop nerd shop. On Saturdays, they alternate between having Yu-Gi-Oh! and Pokemon. And coming up, they also have cosplay crafting and trivia nights and BYOB nights. They're currently offering a 10% discount for limited time, which will be valid for as long as you grab your books every month. Cox ATA is the leader in ATA martial arts with two convenient locations, one in Conroe, one in Magnolia. They offer courses for young adults, children, and senior citizens, and everything in between for people who are interested in self-defense, taekwondo, or various other courses. Be sure to check out the Facebook page if you're interested. 
in Cox ATA Taekwondo. This is Rudy Tomjanovich, and welcome to Nerd Thug Radio. What's up, Conroe? Welcome back to some more Nerd Thug Sports, hanging out here on 104.5, 106.1, the sister stations. And we're streaming worldwide at IrelandStar.com. Wow. It's the dot com. It's the diggity dot com. Whoa. You just doing Joy Lawrence there? Whoa. I like it. Do you even know who Joy Lawrence was? Nope. I don't know uh, anyone. No, that was actually a character on a show. Well, yeah, but I wouldn't know that either. I know, I know. As I was saying it, I recognized that you wouldn't know at all. It was one of those things that's like completely <laughs> over my head. It was from the the sitcom Blossom. I've never even heard of it. So he wound up becoming like a heartthrob from this. He had himself a little mall tour, a pop album. He's How now like old? a f- he now is like a forty year old dude. Oh, okay. But he was like the hot older brother of the main character. Gotcha. And he was kind of dumb, but he was always dating these girls. Yeah, because he's, he's he's attractive. Yeah, and so like, but like his thing was like he had all the dumb like catch slogan phrases, whatever you say. Is this from the nineties? Yeah, yeah, that makes. It sense. was actually it was kind of a dark show. The show was called Blossom. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Her friend was called Six because her dad said that's how many it took. That's literally the name of the character and why the dad said it. This was a TGIF Friday show. Oh. Actually, no, I don't think it was TGIF. I think it was Fox, but it was a it was a sitcom. It was a family sitcom. Still pretty dark. Yeah, well, and like I think mom's dead in the show, and so like it's the dad, the the young, the middle son, the daughter, and then the oldest son comes home, and he has like he comes home with issues. Oh man, that's so sad. But like, okay, well, we'll talk. Well, I feel like we should talk about that on Nerd Thug Radio more. But okay, it's just kind of an interesting tangent. I was like. Is that the reason the sitcom worked? Because it was kind of dark and was like a little it hit, hit I, close to home sometimes. Well, I think I think that's why a lot of these work. I think a lot of these shows work because it's someone's reality. Yeah, it's not it. it listen, it's not all rain raindrops. It's not all raindrops and, and rainbows and whatever gumdrops and rainbows. There you go. Yeah, I like raindrops. I like raindrops. Um, let's go ahead and do Cox ATA, and then we'll get into someone else dealing with raindrops and in in gumbos also. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Cox ATA, leader in ATA <laughs> martial arts, now with three convenient locations, one in Conroe, one in the Woodlands, and one in Magnolia. If you can hear us on the radio, there's a Cox ATA location near you. They have all kinds of different courses are available if you're three, if you're 93. Uh, they have self-defense, Tai Chi, Taekwondo, uh, various different courses available. All kinds of people. Mention Nerd Thug Radio, get two free weeks of training. Uh, it's a really great time. Holidays are coming up here. Very fast. Very fast. It, like we only got a few. We only got. A, we only got like three weeks till Christmas, and that's a little bit scary. <laughs> 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 so if you want to kick off that winter weight, join Cox ATA. Use Nerd Thug Radio. Get two free weeks of training. Get it all there. Because uh, at Cox ATA, they teach life skills. They build leaders. They leave a legacy. So I'm trying to look up uh, Josh Gordon here because I have a, a point I'm trying to make about somebody. Um, here he is. Okay. So w- I promised we would also talk about somebody else who's going through some stuff. Okay. We're going to talk about Tom Brady. All right. I have a prediction. Okay. About Tom Brady. What are your predictions? You know how I feel about my predictions. Yeah, I, I feel like I do a pretty good job with my predictions. When yeah, I, yeah. You're either uh, completely right or completely wrong. That's fair. But when I go out on a limb like this, when I go big like this, 
Oh, yeah. It almost always works out, which is really funny. It is, because, like, I don't know. Like, I don't listen. Anybody listening to the sports show, this is all my opinion. I know a couple sports people, but not so well that they give me like great insight. Yeah, but you're you're not you're on the in, you're not an insider, right? So like last year when I said Urban Meyer was not going to return to Ohio State, and then sure enough, he left. I was basing that simply on just the tea leaves that I was seeing, and what I know about him and head coaches and and men in power and things of that nature. Right. Yeah. I. So here's my prediction. No one told you that was going to. No. Happen. Yeah. He didn't call me and let me know that. My prediction is simply this. Tom Brady is going to leave the New England Patriots at the end of the year. Ooh. Huh. Interesting. He is going to leave. All right. I could see that happening. Why? Give me your reasons. Um, I'll think of some and then... This is the most... He has been in the public eye ever at this point in the season. Oh, this is true. This he is just true. did the interview that you that you saw. We're going to talk about that here in a second because I, I have questions. I didn't get to see it. Um, he also he usually he usually gives the perfect press conference answers to everything. Mm-hmm. We got some stuff to work on. We did a good job on a couple plays. We need to work on third downs. We're going to get back in and watch some film and blah blah blah. This the season, correct response to all those. To, well, he, he says the perfect quarterback to answer so that no one can ever get mad on him. Like, yeah, no one's going to be like, dang it, Brady, you stop saying things that we should improve on. Right. This year, he has been incredibly critical of the performance of the offense. Uh, at all of the press conferences, at all of his interviews, at every opportunity when someone has said, Tom, how do you feel about this year? He said, you know, I... Uh, we're leaning on our defense and our special teams, and they're playing great, and our offense just isn't there yet. We're just not there yet. We're just not there yet. We're just not there yet. You're the leader of the offense, homie. Well, I'm, so here's my here's my problem. I think, okay, I'm going to go back a couple years. Uh, Colin Coward famously said the year that they traded um, the quarterback to San Francisco mm-hmm. that the Patriots, that Bill Belichick wanted to keep him that he thought Jimmy Garoppolo was the next Tom Brady. Right. And he was ready at that point. He thought Jimmy Garoppolo was physically a little bit better than Tom Brady at that point. You're talking about a 38-year-old Tom Brady and a 25-year-old Jimmy Garoppolo, okay? I mean... Yeah. And I, I, we've we've both said on, on the show that we think there are better quarterbacks than Brady, but sure. the team around Brady is so much better than the teams around any of these other quarterbacks. And that's not the case anymore. So coming into so okay, so first of all, right there, Colin Coward said it publicly on TV. No one corrected him. No one got onto him. No one made him take it back. Uh, Colin Coward, he's actually said a couple things about the Patriots organization that I that wound up coming true. I always try and pay attention about stuff like that to mm-hmm. try and see who's really got the pulse and who doesn't, kind of stuff. And. <coughs> He's been right about other stuff for the Patriots, specifically. Okay. So, I feel like there was truth to that. And what happened there was Robert Kraft, the owner, stepped in and said, no No. way, no way are we not playing Tom Brady. Yeah, there's no reason for them to... We're playing Tom Brady. We're playing Tom Brady until Tom Brady says he doesn't want to play. You can do whatever you want, Bill Belichick. I give you full control of this team, except this is the one time I'm pulling rank. So Bill Belichick traded away Jimmy Garoppolo. 
and he wasn't happy about it. Here's the other part of it. Josh McDaniels is notoriously difficult to work with. When he went to Denver, a lot of people hated him. When he left Denver, a lot of people were very happy to see him leave. He also almost took the job with the Colts and then backed out at the last minute. Josh McDaniels is a little bit of a drama queen. Um, And so to me, you're working for a jerk for 20-plus years, Bill Belichick, who is amazing and a winner, but there's no doubt that... He's got football figured out. But there's no doubt that every day when you come into work, he's going to be like... (laughs) Fine. Okay, great. He's the greatest head coach of all time. Fine. That's fine. But if I might be the best quarterback of all time, maybe I don't feel like I need this right now. I'm 41. I think I've heard this the other 30 years I was here with you. Maybe you could, maybe you and I could have a different relationship. But I don't think they do. Josh McDaniels is not fun to work with, but the last time he was around on this team, it was the Randy Moss, Wes Walker era, and they set records for scoring, and they went 18-1. and one. Jeez. They lost the Super Bowl. It's the only thing that kept them from having the undefeated season, but they scored all kinds of points. Um... The real issue there is I don't think he likes anybody he's working with right now. And then on top of that, on top of that, um, I think the other, the, other, uh, the other problem is the offense is bad. He came into this year almost with Josh Brown, or I mean Antonio Brown and Josh Gordon and, and Julian Edelman as his top three receivers. You know how he's done over there. He is Edelman and then a bunch of other dudes. He was throwing at Edelman all game against the Texans, and the Texans knew they were going to, and Edelman's not fast anymore. You know, he's a good, like, third guy. Well, he's 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 a great mechanic. He's good at – he does everything right. But the problem is there's no other threats on the field offensively. It's the same thing with, like, Juju, where he was great when they had also Antonio Brown because it was like he's he's good – Antonio Brown is better, so he's covered more. So Juju, who is good, can outpace people who are right. If you're gonna if you're gonna man cover Juju, he's gonna blow by some guys. Right. And then if they're fast enough, he's learned enough that he can still play. Exactly. But now, but if when he's, he be, if he's the only thing on the board, exactly. he's the only thing you're worried about. You're not. He's no longer. And all season long, the Patriots have struggled to get their tight ends healthy. They were they were hoping Rob Gronkowski was gonna come back. That he's, finally he's, the he's deadline. Not. He's not coming back. He had no intention of coming back. But finally, the deadline for that passed this weekend, so we can finally stop waiting Maybe and holding our breath. He's not coming back. He was never going to come back. Maybe he's come back as he unvolts all his game checks that he's been waiting for right. his entire life. No. You know, you, you see what he was doing the other day? He was dancing with the Laker girls during a during a break at the at the Lakers stadium. What a great guy. He is honestly having the time of his life. He did that right. He did this right. He absolutely did do it right. I think he might have played one year too long, but he got another ring out of the deal. So... Hey, we'll keep it. If you're going to play one year too long, you at least want to finish a champion that year. Right. Uh, But no, so I think all this stuff is going on, and Tom Brady's been openly critical. The Patriot way this time around isn't working. They're squeezing out all kinds of talented guys. They're losing all kinds. And then Josh Gordon, he tweaked the knee, but they needed receivers so bad that they had to let him go for a roster spot. Now he's in Seattle. So sad. Like, there's just no consistency. There's, There's just nothing to it. And so, to me, I think Tom Brady is going somewhere else next year to run out and see what it looks like. He's been in the same organization for such a long time. This is a, he has a void year on his contract, um, so like it's it's going to cost nothing. It, it's it's a done like it's a dead year. 
So at the end of this season, he's completely 100% a free agent. Hmm. And to tag him would be like a crazy number at this point. I don't even know what the math is. Cause I'm just going to say a billion dollars. It's like 125% of his salary because he already makes more than the top 10 average. Holy moly. So like. It's a bunch of. It's, it's a boatload. It's a ton of money. <laughs> we'll tag him. How much debt? Big, big money. Yeah, you, we don't have it. We don't have enough Brazilians in Brazil for that one. Uh, that ain't it, Chief. This ain't it. This, this ain't it. I think he goes somewhere else. I think he goes somewhere else for $25, 30000000 million. I don't think it's about the money. I think he just... He doesn't need the money. I think he just wants... I he think he wants to go somewhere else and and have the conversation of, am I a product of Bill Belichick or, or, Bill am, Bella, I or am I Tom Brady? Right. And so I do think forty-two-year-old Tom Brady is going to go somewhere else. I think it's a I think it's a hot take. Although I don't think you're wrong. Give me the sixty-second review. What what was the interview like? This uh, first time he's done an interview in years. Yeah, first first time he's done an interview. Used uh, very very boring. Very much a, a lot of people think you're the greatest quarterback of all time. Blah 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 blah. And he's like, oh, thank you, my supermodel wife and my perfect family and my <laughs> excellent workout routine and my great business practice and my millions of dollars. Did he talk about his workout routine and his business practices, really? Yeah. Did that's So that's he's, m- like, trying to create this whole lifestyle brand, TB12. Look, he's trying so hard to make TB12 a real thing. And then he was like, how do you do it? And he's like, well, my family's pretty baller. They're pretty great. My family's fantastic my cool sisters are cool and it's like oh this is all right whatever it's, it's the most boring interview on the planet yeah he's not gonna he's not gonna say anything crazy he's not gonna be like i joined the church of satan and scientology and like he's gonna right that's what that's where they're gonna flip it on you in 2042 tom brady joined scientology and it all <laughs> the world ends it's just i yeah he's just uh i think he's laying the groundwork for going somewhere else next year i think he keeps looking around and he's like like if they if they were gonna if the Browns are gonna trade for Odell Beckham for Baker Mayfield, woo Baker! What? Who does Tom like? Tom Brady's got to be wondering like, what does he have to do to who in order to get a receiver of any talent on this team? Like he's Tom F and Brady, and they can't get anybody who can catch a ball on that team. They're all somewhere else. They're all everywhere else, and so I I think he's looking at other at other fields and going, these Man. guys are getting treated so great over there. But watch you get there, and they'd be like, "This is a horrible, disorganized oh, mess." He'll, he'll play three games, and like he'll get hurt. Yeah. I, honestly, I think that's. I don't like. I. I he's I, just. He's just so old. He just kind of get hurt and then never recover. What? No. Well, no. I don't. I don't. I just. I just don't think he's prepared to actually. I think he would want to go out and try and prove himself and do something new and do something big, and I don't think his body can physically. That's at, fair. At forty-two. Yeah, he's pretty old. I don't think he can physically the longest, do that. longest football career. Also, my understanding, my understanding is he doesn't do like weights. He does like yeah. So like his workout team was like a lot of resistance, a lot of bands. Can't. That's not how it works, man. That's not how it works. Every other guy in the NFL is doing weights, and I'm not some fitness guru. I'm not a know it all about this, but part of it is just putting power on your body. You gain some power from resistance. You gain a lot more when you move things that are heavy. I. It's, it's just 101. Uh, we're going to jump out to a break. When we come back, we got more Nerd Thug Sports coming your way. Cox ATA is the leader in ATA martial arts with two convenient locations, one in Conroe, one in Magnolia. They offer courses for young adults, children, 
and senior citizens and everything in between for people who are interested in self-defense, taekwondo, or various other courses, be sure to check out the Facebook page if you're interested in Cox ATA Taekwondo. The Adventure Begins Comics, Games, and More is open on 1488 at 525 Woodland Square Boulevard. With comics, games, and everything nerd-related, The Adventure Begins is the one-stop nerd shop. On Saturdays, they alternate between having Yu-Gi-Oh! and Pokemon. And coming up, they also have cosplay crafting and trivia nights and BYOB nights. They're currently offering a 10% discount for limited time, which will be valid for as long as you grab your books every month. Hi, this is Kevin Smith, former Dallas Cowboy, Texas A&M Aggie as well. And I want to say what's up to Nerd Thug Radio. What's up, Conroe? Welcome back to some more Nerd Thug Sports. We're hanging out here on 104.5, 106.1, the sister stations, and we're streaming worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. We're hanging out here where all the great things happen on this Thursday. It's the... Uh, I'm going to make up a temperature here. You ready? Ready. 62 degrees. It never gets that nice. 62 and a half. Like a light breeze that makes it uncomfortable for Texans and you got a deal. Yeah. No, that, yeah, for sure. With wind chill. All right. Okay. Uh, and we're all hanging out here on Thursday at this wonderful, wonderful day. Uh, before we get into anything, let me tell you guys about The Adventure Begins, comics, games, and more. Right there on 1488. They got a lot going on. This weekend, Saturday, December 7th, is National Hobby Shop Day. Ooh. Yeah, man, they're going to have uh, an annual celebration of sports cars, sports cards, door prizes, raffles, giveaways, and a pizza party. The pizza will be served at 5.30 p.m., and a grand prize giveaway is assigned to Sean Watson jersey. That's pretty ballin'. That's a pretty good gift. Uh, we're combining this with a trade day from 5 to 8 p.m., so if you want to come in and maybe trade cards, this is important. No cash is to be exchanged. This is strictly trading cards. So if you I got, trade like, cards for cards. Right. Exactly. So come in on uh, on Saturday, December 7th. Sunday, December 8th is D&D Adventurers League. Uh, it's not the average run-of-the-mill Adv- Adventurers League, though. It's um, it's Adventurers League epic event. Ooh. Starting at the same time, um, it's a horse race in Baldur's Gate. becomes a hellish battle of, internal war- of infernal war machines in Avernus when the characters get caught between two evil merchants and must hang on for dear life. Ooh. That sounds fantastic. It does sound fun. And then next Friday, December 13th, we're going to be there rocking it all evening uh, for Let's Bring Them Home. And so what we're going to be doing is we're going to be working with with some people to help raise money. The proceeds all go towards bringing troops home for the holidays. Let's bring them home. That's going to be December 13th. As we get a little bit closer, we're going to have some really clear details of that. We're going to have a really good time with that. So we're going to be there December 13th. Uh, all that being said, we're going to jump out of that and get back into the sports. The old sports realm. Nico. What's up? Who's going to win the college football championships? I don't care because it's all fake. <laughs> okay. Um, I mean, you really stole the wind out of my cells there. No, uh, <laughs> that's a fair point, honestly. Uh, with the, It's not all fake. The, the voting <laughs> is a little um, <laughs> interesting. Let's look at the rankings real quick because you <laughs> all they change every week because it's decided by a group of people. So that here's they can't even eighty percent of everyone doesn't agree on who's. who's so here's what two. you're talking about, and this is what this is what drives people crazy. Okay, the college football playoff rankings mm-hmm. are set by the selection committee for the four team playoff. They have Ohio State number one, LSU number two, 
Clemson number three, Georgia number four, Utah number five, and Oklahoma number six. Baylor number seven. Um, AP top 25. Top 25 by the Associated Press. They have LSU number one. 40 of the 62 voters made them number one. Uh, yeah, just most of them. OSU has 19 first place votes. Clemson has three. I'm not sure who's putting Clemson. They really like Clemson. Yeah, that's odd. Coaches poll. This is the coaches. Okay. Uh, out of 64 voters, 43 put LSU at number one. 17 put OSU at number one. At number yeah, again, 80 percent of them are saying LSU should be number one. Yeah, but they're not because they're not. Uh, we don't like you. Yeah, it's kind of a weird. They really like Ohio. Okay, so here's what's going on with the rankings that I'm watching that, that are weird to me. And this is the problem with putting numbers on all of this, okay? Yeah, because so we're, we're already headed towards the end of the season. Like, it's already... <coughs> well, we're doing conference championships this weekend. Right. So LSU and Georgia are going to play. And one of them is going to lose. So one of them is coming down the list. Probably Georgia. They're probably falling out of the top four, which means Oklahoma or Utah is going is getting into the playoff. Um, That's probably how that's going to work. The issue I have with all of this, so Alabama lost to Auburn in the Iron Bowl. It's their second loss of the season. Their other loss is to number one LSU. Okay. Uh, Auburn is ranked 11. So they lost to a top 15 team and a, and a number one team in the country. They are ranked 12th now. Above them in the SEC is Florida, who is ranked ninth, and then currently Georgia, who's ranked fourth. I don't believe either Florida or Georgia is better than Alabama. Oh yeah, no, but that doesn't matter because we're talking about college football because it's ridiculous. <laughs> and that's what like so once they start putting numbers to all of this though, like it becomes like it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. I was writing about that at one because at one point during the season there was this weird little triangle that was going to happen. Um. Where Texas Tech, Texas, and I think it was Baylor were all playing within like a five-week span. Mm-hmm. And Baylor had beat Tech, and Tech had beat Texas, and it was like, if if Texas beats Baylor, like, how are they going to rank this out? Like, how is it going to make sense? Yeah, rank- they're like, you lost to them, who lost to them, who lost to them, who lost to them, but you beat them. and it's Right, like, well, exactly, then- and you're better than all of them somehow, but you lost to this guy. Right. And so then it becomes like this weird... It's a weird – the rankings, because they put numbers on these things, it turns into this well, weird thing. Well, if it only thing. takes a 20% majority, apparently, to win number one slot, then, like – Yeah, that's the problem, I think, with the college uh, – with the selection committee is the lack of transparency. Well, it's like it's like a mysterious force. It's like, well, who's going to be number one? I don't know. Right, and so – Like 80% of the press and coaches are like, oh, obviously LSU, and then they're like, Ohio. It is a weird thought because you're 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 nailing it right there, right? The AP and the coaches both got together and they both made their own list and they score it based on how many votes they get. Right, a reasonable way people LSU track. LSU is 30 points ahead of Ohio State. Right, you know, not a small number when considering there's only like 60 of them. And 29 points ahead of Ohio State. Again, 60 people, that's half of the So, vote. it's they've got them close. Like total points it's uh Fifteen seventy-seven to fifteen forty-eight, so not too far off. But everyone, it's most everyone agrees that LSU is number one, right? And even if you're like, oh, but the press is just the press, like it, you're still ignoring coaches at this point. 
well, and that's one of the conversations. They've had this conversation before where coaches don't look till the end. It's like, no, they don't. doesn't well, make any sense. Well, they don't have time to, to really evaluate 116 teams all every week. So they have, like, an assistant fill it out until the very end. That's the only one that counts. Okay. That's what some people will tell you about the coaches' poll. My issue is... That is a mad, that is a mad theory right there. <laughs> but my issue with that is... Why are we releasing it then? Like, yeah, then why, why are we the, even tracking why is this it? the list? Once we've gotten to that point where we're going, oh, well, it doesn't really count. <laughs> Not really. Well, what are we doing? Anyway, if LSU if LSU loses, it, it screws up the top four completely. Uh, uh, the sh- world ends. Everything blows up. <laughs> the world implodes. College, well, college football's in shambles. Here's what ha- If LSU loses, there's a chance they don't drop out of the four. Because they would have lost to the other team in the top four, right? <laughs> they're like so, they go from they just switch. They yeah, just, so they would go from like <laughs> they go from two to four, and I Georgia goes to three, and then someone else like just yeah swaps just, with them. Yeah. I really think that's why they've got LSU down to two, so that if they lose, they can kick someone out. Yeah, they can kick they can kick them out if they lose. They could be like, oh well, you have to drop them some, and Georgia has to stay because they won. So. I it was genuinely all, it was all a play. It was all a ploy. Well, I think they did it so they wouldn't destroy their bracket. <laughs> da- <laughs> they had LSU. They had LSU this whole time. Yeah. Uh, all right. So that being said, we're going to jump out here. We're going to keep an eye on this. This weekend is conference championship weekends. This will decide a lot of it. Uh, conspiracy theorists abound. We'll keep an eye on it. If LSU loses, are they still in? What do you say? Yes or no, Nico? Uh, no, because they're number two now, not number one. Because they moved into two, they're going to be five? Yeah. They're gonna be, oh, God. Oh my God! How how many Cajuns would lose their mind? The entire state of Louisiana would shrink an inch from everyone jumping up and down, just like angrily. Uh, we're gonna jump out here to a break. When we come back, we're done. That's it. It's the credits. But thank you for listening, everybody. For little brother Nico and myself, same nerd thug time, same nerd thug channel. The Adventure Begins Comics, Games, and More is open on 1488 at 525 Woodland Square Boulevard. With comics, games, and everything nerd-related, The Adventure Begins is the one-stop nerd shop. On Saturdays, they alternate between having Yu-Gi-Oh! and Pokemon. And coming up, they also have cosplay crafting and trivia nights and BYOB nights. They're currently offering a 10% discount for limited time, which will be valid for as long as you grab your books every month. Cox ATA is the leader in ATA martial arts with two convenient locations, one in Conroe, one in Magnolia. They offer courses for young adults, children, and senior citizens, and everything in between for people who are interested in self-defense, taekwondo, or various other courses. Be sure to check out the Facebook page if you're interested in Cox ATA Taekwondo. Hey, Haywood Jeffries, former Houston Oilers wide receiver on Nerd Thug Radio. <laughs> 